Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our daily reading conference call on A Course in Miracles, Original Edition. We read from the text of A Course in Miracles, Original Edition, which is published by our dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net, where if you mouse over the link at the top of the page for online edition, you will see the link to read ACIMOE. On that same drop-down menu under online edition, there is also a link to subscribe to an excellent daily email sent to you by the Course in Miracles Society, which contains both the workbook lesson and the text reading for the day. My name is Lemoyne Castle, and this call happens for and with you every weekday morning, Monday through Friday, from about 9.15 to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Today we're continuing our reading in Chapter 5, Healing and Wholeness, with Section 6, Therapy and Teaching. And at the top of the hour, we'll pause for touching in with our lesson for the day, which is uh, Part 4 of the first review, a review of Lessons 15 through 19. Well, Lori, need pull of this this morning. Uh, <laughs> do you have one of your wonderful noetic openings for the call? I do, Lemoyne. And when I looked at this review lesson today, it seemed to be pointing me toward the world that love would show me. So in that light, um, I found this beautiful little poem from Rumi called The Garden Beyond Paradise. Everything you see has its roots in the unseen world. The forms may change, but the essence remains the same. Every wondrous sight will vanish, every sweet word will fade, but do not be disheartened. The source they came from is eternal, growing, branching out, giving new life and new joy. Why do you weep? That source is within you, and this whole world is springing up from it. The source is full. Its waters are ever-flowing. Do not grieve. Drink your fill. Don't think it will ever run dry. This is the endless ocean. Everything, everything has its source in the eternal. Amen. Oh, good point. Thank you. Thanks for that. Oh, so true. Thank you, Laurie. That's lovely. Yeah, thank you, Laurie. Okay, let me go through our list this morning. I have with us in the reading, I have Laurie, Fran, Karen, 
Robin Marie, Donna, and Lana. And with us in listening, I have Sandra and Judy. Is there anyone else who has joined the call would like to say good morning or join the reading Yeah, list? hi, Lemoyne. This is Diana, and I'd love to join the reading list. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Diana. Kind of a long one. So I'll go ahead and get us started here. <coughs> In Chapter 5, Healing and Wholeness, Section 6, Therapy and Teaching. You must have noticed how often I have used your own ideas to help you. You have learned to be a loving, wise, and very understanding therapist, except for yourself. That exception has given you more than perception for others, because of what you saw in them, but less than knowledge of your real relationships to them because you did not accept them as part of you. Understanding is beyond perception because it introduces meaning. It is, however, below knowledge, even though it can grow towards it. It is possible with great effort to understand someone else to some extent and to be quite helpful to him, but the effort is misdirected. The misdirection is you. Lori? Um, yes, Chapter 5, Healing and Wholeness, Section 6, Therapy and Teaching. You must have noticed how often I have used your own ideas to help you. You have learned to be a loving, wise, and very understanding therapist, except for yourself. That exception has given you more than perception for others because of what you saw in them, but less than knowledge of your real relationships to them because you did not accept them as part of you. Understanding is beyond perception because it introduces meaning. It is, however, below knowledge, even though it can grow towards it. It is possible, with great effort, to understand someone else to some extent and to be quite helpful to him, but the effort is misdirected. The misdirection is quite apparent. It is directed away from you. Directed away from you. Thank you, Lori. I should have I should have recognized the online edition had an error there. Thank you. <laughs> Whoopsie. Whoopsie. Sure. I'll keep reading the next paragraph, yeah? Um, so then it goes on. This does not mean that it is lost to you, but it does mean that you are not aware of it. I have saved all your kindnesses and every loving thought you have ever had. I've purified them of the efforts which hid their light and have kept them for you in their own perfect radiance. They are beyond destruction and beyond guilt. They came from the Holy Spirit within you. And we know what God creates is eternal. What fear has hidden still is part of you. 
Thank you, Lori. And Fran. 45. This does not mean that it is lost to you, but it does mean that you are not aware of it. I have saved all your kindnesses and every loving thought you have had. I have purified them of the errors which hid their light and have kept them for you in their own perfect radiance. They are beyond destruction and beyond guilt. They came from the Holy Spirit within you, and we know what God creates is eternal. What fear has hidden still is part of you. 46. Joining the atonement, which I have repeatedly asked you to do, is always a way out of fear. This does not mean that you can safely fall to acknowledge, safely fail to acknowledge anything that is true. However, the Holy Spirit will not fail to help you reinterpret everything that you perceive as fearful and teach you that only what is loving is true. Truth is beyond your ability to destroy, but entirely within your grasp. It belongs to you because you created it. It is yours because it is a part of you, just as you are part of God because he created you. Thank you, friend. And Karen. 46. Joining the atonement, which I have repeatedly asked you to do, is always a way out of fear. This does not mean that you can safely fail to acknowledge anything that is true. However, the Holy Spirit will not fail to help you reinterpret everything that you perceive as fearful and teach you that only what is loving is true. Truth is beyond your ability to destroy, but entirely within your grasp. It belongs to you because you created it. It is yours because it is a part of you, just as you are part of God because he created you. 47. The atonement is the guarantee of the safety of the kingdom. Nothing good is lost because it comes from the Holy Spirit, voice for creation. Nothing that is not good was ever created and therefore cannot be protected. What the ego makes, it keeps to itself, and so it is without strength. Its unshared existence does not die, It was merely never born. Real birth is not a beginning. It is a continuing. Everything that can continue has been born, but it can increase as you are willing to return the part of your mind that needs healing to the higher part and thus render your creating undivided. Thank you, Karen. And Robin Marie. Forty-seven. The atonement is the guarantee of the safety of the kingdom. Nothing good is lost because it comes from the Holy Spirit, the voice for creation. Nothing that is not good was ever created and therefore cannot be protected. What the ego makes, it keeps to itself. And so it is without strength. Its unshared existence does not die. 
It was merely never born. Real birth is not a beginning. It is a continuing. Everything that can continue has been born, but it can increase as you are willing to return the part of your mind that needs healing to the higher part and thus render your creating undivided. 48. As a therapist, you yourself tell your patients that the real difference between neurotic and, quote, healthy, unquote, guilt feelings is that the neurotic guilt feeling do not help anyone. This distinction is wise, though incomplete. Let us make the distinction a little sharper now. Neurotic guilt feelings are a device of the ego for, quote, atoning, unquote, without sharing, and for asking pardon without change. The ego never calls for real atonement and cannot tolerate forgiveness, which is change. Thank you, Robin Murray. And Donna? 48. As a therapist, you yourself tell your patients that the real difference between neurotic and, quote, healthy, end quote, guilt feelings is that neurotic guilt feelings do not help anyone. This distinction is wise, though incomplete. Let us make the distinction a little sharper now. Neurotic guilt feelings are a device of the ego for, quote, atoning, end quote, without sharing and for asking pardon, without change. The ego never calls for real atonement and cannot tolerate forgiveness, which is change. 49. Your concept of, quote, healthy guilt feelings, end quote, has merit, but without the concept of the atonement, it lacks the healing potential it holds. You made the distinction in terms of feelings, which led to a decision not to repeat the error, which is only part of healing. Your concept lacked the idea of undoing it. What you were really advocating then was adopting a policy of sharing without a real foundation. I have come to give you the foundation so your own thoughts can make you really free. You have carried the burden of the ideas you do not, did not share and which were therefore too weak to increase. But you did not recognize how to undo their existence because you had made them. Thank you, Donna. And Lana. Okay. 49, your concept of, in quotes, healthy guilt feelings, unquote, has merit. But without the concept of the atonement, it lacks the healing potential it holds. You made the distinction in terms of feelings, which led to a decision not to repeat the error, which is only part of healing. 
your concept lacked the idea of undoing it. What you were really advocating then was adopting a policy of sharing without a real foundation. I have come to give you the foundation so your own thoughts can make you really free. You have carried the burden of the ideas you did not share and which were therefore too weak to increase, but you did not recognize how to undo their existence because you had made them. Excuse me. Fifty. You cannot cancel out your past errors alone. They will not disappear from your mind without remedy. The remedy is not of your making any more than you are. The atonement cannot be understood except as a pure act of of sharing. That is what is meant when we said it is possible, even in this world, to listen to one voice. If you are part of God and the sonship is one, you cannot be limited to the self, small self, in quotes, the ego sees. Every loving thought held in any part of the sonship belongs to every part. It is shared because it is loving. Sharing is God's way of creating and also yours. Your ego can keep you in exile from the kingdom, but in the kingdom itself, It has no power. Thank you, Lana and Diana. Are you on mute, Diana? Yes, I was. Okay, let me try this again. Number 41. The ego is a symbol of separation, just as the Holy Spirit is a symbol of peace. What you Um, perceive in others... Diana. Yes. I think you're... Yes, I think you're in the previous section. Um, Oh, my God. We're at well, oh, and 50. therapy, therapy. There we go. We're in 50. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. 50 sorry. and 51. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. Thank you, honey. 50. You cannot cancel out your past errors alone. They will not disappear from your mind without remedy. The remedy is not your of your making any more than you are. The atonement cannot be understood except as a pure act of sharing. That is what is meant when we say it is possible even in this world to listen to one voice. 
If you are part of God and the sonship is one, you cannot be limited to the self, the ego sees. Every loving thought held in any part of the sonship belongs to every part. It is shared because it is loving. Sharing is God's way of creating and also yours. Your ego can keep you in exile from the kingdom. But in the kingdom itself, it has no power. 51. You have become willing to receive my message as I give them without interference by the ego. So we can clarify an earlier point. We said that you will one day teach as many as you learn and that you uh, and that will keep you in balance. The time is now because you have let it be now. You cannot learn except by teaching. Thank you. Thank you, Diana. <clears throat> and is there a new reader for 51 and 52? New reader, 51 and 2? I can do it, Lemoyne. Fifty-one, you have become willing to receive my messages as I give them without interference by the ego. We can clarify an earlier, so we can clarify an earlier point. We said that you will one day teach as much as you learn and that will keep you in balance. The time is now because you have let it be now. You cannot learn except by teaching now. I heard one voice because I had learned that learning is attained by teaching. I understood that I could not atone for myself alone. Listening to one voice means the will to share the voice in order to hear it yourself. The mind that was in me is still irresistibly drawn to every mind created by God because God's capital wholeness is the wholeness of his Son. Turning the other cheek does not mean that you should submit to violence without protest. It means that you cannot be hurt and do not want to show your brother anything except your wholeness. Show him that he cannot hurt you and hold nothing against him or you hold it against yourself. Teaching is done in many ways, by formal means, by guidance, and above all, by example. Teaching is therapy because it means the sharing of ideas and the awareness, the awareness to share them 
is to strengthen them. The union of the capital sonship is its protection. The ego cannot prevail against the capital kingdom because it is united, and the ego fades away and is undone in the presence of the attraction of the parts of the capital sonship which hear the call of the Holy Spirit to be as capital one. Amen. Okay. Um, well, <clears throat> let's see. Is there another new reader then for, let's go, 53 and 54? Okay. Um, back to you, Laurie. 53. Turning the other cheek does not mean that you should submit to violence without protest. It means that you cannot be hurt and you do not want to show your brother anything except your wholeness. Show him that he cannot hurt you and hold nothing against him or you hold it against yourself. Teaching is done in many ways by formal means, by guidance, and above all, by example. Teaching is therapy because it means the sharing of ideas and the awareness that to share them is to strengthen them. The union of the sonship is its protection. The ego cannot prevail against the kingdom because it is united, because it is united. And the ego fades away and is undone in the presence of the attraction of the parts of the sonship which hear the call of the Holy Spirit to be as one. I cannot forget my need to teach what I have learned, which arose in me because I learned it. I call upon you to teach what you have learned, because by so doing, you can depend on it. Make it dependable in my name, because my name is the name of God's Son. What I learned, I give you freely. And the mind which was in me rejoices as you choose to hear it. The Holy Spirit atones in all of us by undoing. Thus lifts the burden that you have placed on your mind. By following him, he leads you back to God where you belong. And how can you find this way except by taking your brother with you? I don't know if I was on mute there. Um, <clears throat> thank you, Lori. <clears throat> and Fran, would you read 54 and 5? 54. I cannot forget my need to teach what I have learned, which arose in me because I learned it. I call upon you to teach what you have learned, because by so doing, you can depend on it. 
make it dependable on my name because my name is the name of God's Son. What I learned I give you freely, and the mind which was in me rejoices as you choose to hear it. The Holy Spirit atones in all of us by undoing and thus lifts the burden you have placed in your mind. By following him, he leads you back to God where you belong. And how can you find this way except by taking your brother with you? 55. My part in the atonement is not complete until you join it and give it away. As you teach, so shall you learn. I will never leave you or forsake you, because to forsake you would be to forsake myself and God who created me. You will forsake yourselves and God if you forsake any of your brothers. You are more than your brother's keeper. In fact, you do not want to keep him. You must learn to see him as he is and know that he belongs to God as you do. How could you treat your brother better than by rendering unto God the things which are God's? Thank you, friend. And Karen? 55. My part in the atonement is not complete until you join it and give it away. As you teach, so shall you learn. I will never leave you or forsake you, because to forsake you would be to forsake myself and God who created me. You will forsake yourselves and God if you forsake any of your brothers. You are more than your brother's keeper. In fact, you do not want to keep him. You must learn to see him as he is and know that he belongs to God as you do. How could you treat your brother better than by rendering unto God the things which are God's? 56. Ideas do not leave the mind which taught them. Excuse me. (laughs) Ideas do not leave the mind which thought them. To have a separate being, nor do separate thoughts conflict with one another in space because they do not occupy space at all. However, human ideas can conflict in content because they occur at different levels and include opposite thoughts at the same level. It is impossible to share opposing thoughts. The Holy Spirit does not let you forsake your brothers. Therefore, you can really share only the parts of your thoughts which are of him, and which he also keeps for you. And as such is the kingdom of heaven. All the rest remains with you until he has reinterpreted them in the light of the kingdom, making them too worthy of being shared. When they have been sufficiently purified, he lets you give them away. The will to share them is their purification. Thank you, Karen. And Robin Marie. Fifty-six. Ideas do not leave the mind which thought them to have a separate being, 
nor do separate thoughts conflict with one another in space because they do not occupy space at all. However, human ideas can conflict in context, content because they occur at different levels and include opposite thoughts at the same level. It is impossible to share opposing thoughts. The Holy Spirit does not let you forsake your brothers. Therefore, you can really share only the parts of your thoughts which are of him and which he also keeps for you. And of such is the kingdom of heaven. All the rest remains with you until he has reinterpreted them in the light of the kingdom, making them too worthy of being shared. When they have been sufficiently purified, he lets you give them The will to share them is their purification. 57. The atonement gives you the power of a healed mind, but the power to create is of God. Therefore, those who have been forgiven must devote themselves first to healing, because having received the idea of healing, they must give it to hold it. They must give it to hold it. The full power of creation cannot be expressed as long as any of God's ideas withhold it from the kingdom. The joint will of all the sonship is the only creator that can create like the Father because only the complete can think completely and the thinking of God lacks nothing. Everything you think that is not through the Holy Spirit, is lacking. Thank you, Robin Murray and Donna. 57. The atonement gives you the power of a healed mind, but the power to create is of God. Therefore, those who have been forgiven must devote themselves first to healing because having received the idea of healing, they must give it to hold it. The full power of creation cannot be expressed as long as any of God's ideas withhold it from the kingdom. The joint will of all the sonship is the only creator that can create like the Father because Only the complete can think completely, and the thinking of God lacks nothing. Everything you think that is not through the Holy Spirit is lacking. 58. How can you, who are so holy, suffer? All your past except its beauty is gone and nothing is left except a blessing. You can indeed depart in peace because I have loved you as I loved myself. You go with my blessing and for my blessing. Hold it and share it that it may always be ours. I place the peace of God in your heart and in your hands to hold and share. The heart is pure, 
to hold it, and the hands are strong to give it. We cannot lose. My judgment is as strong as the wisdom of God in whose heart and hands we have our being. His quiet children are his blessed sons. The thought of God are with you. Thank you, Donna. And Lana, do you have uh, paragraph 58? Um, great sorry, did you, ask, did you ask me to read 58? Is that what? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. 58. How can you who are so holy suffer? All your past except its beauty is gone. And nothing is left except the blessing. You can indeed depart in peace because I have loved you as I love myself. You go with my blessing and for my blessing. Hold it and share it that it may always be ours. I place the peace of God in your heart and in your hand to hold and share. The heart is pure to hold it and the hands are strong to give it. We cannot lose. My judgment is as strong as the wisdom of God in whose heart and hands we have our being. His quiet children are his blessed sons. The thoughts of God are with you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lana. Okay, well, um, hmm. I think at this point, uh, just turn to the lesson. And uh, so I ask that you give your attention to Fran as she leads us in the the review of Lessons 15 through 19. Thank you, Fran. Well, thank you. Hi, everybody. We are in the first part of the workbook, and we're on the first review. So I'm going to read a paragraph from the introduction, and then we will do the review of the each lesson and do a minute meditation. And then at the end, we'll do a three-minute meditation on all of them. Okay, this is the uh, paragraph five from the introduction. The purpose of your learning is to enable you to bring the quiet with you and to heal distress and turmoil. This is not done by avoiding them and seeking a haven of isolation for yourself. You will yet learn that peace is part of you and requires only that you be there to embrace any situation in which you are. And finally, you will learn that there is no limit to where you are so that your peace is everywhere as you are. I love that. Whoops. Okay, lesson we're on, lesson 54, and the first review is on lesson 16. 
I have no neutral thoughts. Neutral thoughts are impossible because all thoughts have power. They will either make a false world or lead me to the real one. But thoughts cannot be without effects. As the world I see arises from my thinking errors, so will the real world rise before my eyes as I let my errors be corrected. My thoughts cannot be neither true nor false. They must be one or the other. What I see shows me which they are. I have no neutral thoughts. One minute. Review of Lesson 17, I see no neutral things. What I see witnesses to what I think. If I did not think, I would not exist, because life is thought. Let me look on the world I see as the representation of my own state of mind. I know that my state of mind can change, and so I also know the world I see can change as well. I see no neutral things. Lesson 18, I am not alone in experiencing the effects of my theme. If I have no private thoughts, I cannot see a private world. Even the mad idea of separation had to be shared before it could form the basis of the world I see. Yet that sharing was a sharing of nothing. I can also call upon my real thoughts, which share everything with everybody. As my thoughts of separation call to the separation thoughts of others, so my real thoughts awaken the real thoughts in them. And the world, my real thoughts show me, will dawn on their sight as well as mine.
I am not alone in ex- experiencing the effects of my seeing. One minute. Lesson 19, I am not alone in experiencing the effects of my thoughts. I am alone in nothing. Everything I think or say or do touches all the universe. A son of God cannot think or speak or act in vain. He cannot be alone in anything. It is therefore in my power to change every mind along with mine, for mine is the power of God. I am not alone and experiencing the effects of my thoughts. One minute. Lesson 20, I am determined to see. Recognizing the shared nature of my thoughts, I am determined to see. I would look upon the witnesses that show me the thinking of the world has been changed. I would behold the proof that what has been done through me has enabled love to replace fear, laughter to replace weeping, and abundance to replace loss. I would look upon the real world and let it teach me that my will and the will of God are one. I am determined to see. One minute.
I have no neutral thoughts. I see no neutral things. I am not alone in experiencing the effects of my thoughts. In this one, I am not alone in experiencing the effects of my seeing. I am determined to see. Three minutes. I have no neutral thoughts. I see no neutral things. I am not alone in experiencing the effects of my seeing. I am not alone in experiencing the effects of my thoughts. I am determined to see. Amen. 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 Thank you, friend.
Thank you, Fran. Thank you, Fran. Well, thank you, guys. This is Sandra, and these lessons, they just, these review lessons are are telling me that I have no neutral thoughts, so I'm not alone in that. I'm always judging and assessing, and so is everybody else. I see no neutral things. That's because I'm always judging and assessing, and so is everybody else. (laughs) I'm not alone in experiencing the effects of my seeing, as the world is reflecting it right back to me. I'm not alone in experiencing the effects of my thoughts because the world mirrors it right back to me. And then here's the joy. (laughs) I'm determined to see. I would look upon a world and let it teach me that my will and the will of God are one. So what's God's will for me? God's will for me is to be happy. And if I'm not happy, it's because I'm judging and assessing and it's reflecting right back at me. And, and happiness is a decision. It's a choice I can make if I'm determined. <laughs> because the ego doesn't want me to be happy. The ego wants me to be dead. And I've experienced a lot of that lately because there's been you know, just trying to sort out what I'm going through um, with my family is it, it just, you know, it's all these lessons that I've been working on for so many years of not taking anything personally, of seeing myself and everybody around me as innocent. You know, it's almost like I just forgot it all. Why? Because it's special relationships. It's with my family. But There, you know, it's like, here it is. Here's my opportunity for healing, for healing my thoughts, for being determined to see the truth that I'm innocent and so is everybody else. And I can, in just that alone, I can choose to go be happy, go find something that brings me joy and happiness. And it's limitless. The, the world is full of things that can bring me joy and happiness if I choose. Or I can just stay in the muck and the mire and wallow in it and, and let the ego try to destroy me. I mean, it's, it's a real clear decision at this point. And I am determined to see. I'm complete. Oh, that was just so great, Tadra. Thank you for every bit of that. Oh, yes. Thank you you so much. Thank you, Sandra. This is Ida. I don't know the process of how Jesus wrote this book or thought of this book before he started giving it to Helen. I don't know. But I do know that he shared the principles of this book in his own life 
not so much by talking, although we did some talking about loving and forgiving, and I'm sure I don't know everything that was in, like the Apocryphal Bible and and stuff like that. I haven't read that, really. But um, he was just trying to teach us at that time to love and forgive and with some simple stories. <clears throat> but now, in the 60s and 70s, when he shared this with Helen, he knew we were more sophisticated. We were a technological society, and we had learning years of school, most of us, to um, to be able to read the book and to write and to look things up if we didn't understand the words and stuff like that. And he wrote this whole thing. It took Hugh Helen. I mean, it took um, 65 to 72, so it took seven years. I'm not surprised because it's such a big book. And like I said, I call it a being, not just a book. But um, I'm really glad that he did, and I'm really glad he's giving these principles to us now while we're studying it. Thank you. I'm complete. Thank you, Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. This is Donna. <clears throat> From both the reading and the lessons, I got two. It all came down to two, T-W-O. And um, it fell out just now like this to me. There are two qualities. Qualities. In this world, we have duality. I should I should say, in the world that seems to be, we have duality, and that duality has two qualities: good or evil. And that takes us back to the Adam era of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And those. Those two qualities, one is real and one is unreal. And there are two voices. One is the ego and one is the Holy Spirit. And there's two sight. There is seeing and there is vision. And seeing represents the uh, false world. And vision represents the sight of the Holy Spirit. So the ego thinks it and it's it's that's what it does. Ego thinks, it sees illusions, and that's the false world. The Holy Spirit shows the way to go. He guides and he directs. And that's a definition to me of his vision. I'm so glad <laughs> my phone's working today. I am complete. Thank you all. You're full of light, and I appreciate it. Oh, that's beautiful, Donna. So grateful for you. Oh, thank, thank you, you Donna. Donna. Good morning, it's Lana. Glad to be back here today. Thank you, um, um, with this 
<laughs> you know, when I read through the lessons and did them and then uh, read the reading with you guys, you know, it's, it was like, well, if I understand the lessons, I know what the reading says. And if I understand the reading, the lessons are obvious. You know, for me, he's reminding me that, number one, I'm, not, I'm never alone. Um, even though I'm a spiritual being having a human experience, the human part of me has a mental illness <laughs> called ego. You know, it's not real, but I believe it is real. When I'm aligned with it in my humanness, but my spirit always remains calm and at peace and joyful and happy and at one with God. So when I choose that, you know, all all the thinking of the ego stops because I'm a thought in the mind of God. The mind of God has no separate thinking mechanism. I don't have a thinking mechanism in truth that's separate from the thoughts of God because I am a thought in the mind of God. So the thinking mechanism that I call my own is really not real. And my experience has shown me that when I cease thinking, when I just be still of mind, not just body, but be still of mind in this present moment. Thoughts arrive in my mind. They're delivered to me. It requires no effort in my, on my own at all. And they usually come with clarity in answer to a question. They come with certainty, so there's no doubt. And they always come with peace. Um, if my brother seems to be acting insanely, I have to ask myself, who is the one that's perceiving my brother acting insanely? So it always points back to me as source because I'm the one that's perceiving something other than love. So from a therapist-patient point of view, and, and the the pamphlet, the psychology pamphlet, is very helpful in this regard because it teaches the therapist that first it must heal its own mind in order to see the innocence of its brother. Um, you know, so when someone shows up and pushes one of my buttons, it's my button that needs to be healed. So it can't be pushed anymore. It, so that reactionary response is undone for that specific error that I'm holding as real. And the other part of this reading, which, I, you know, it, it, it's just such a part of my life because it works. And, and that's sharing God's love. Every time I do it, and I know I sound like a broken record, but it, it, it's so critical to my peace of mind. When I share the love of God, either in a phone call with someone or in my writings um, or chatting with them online, I can feel that love rise up in me. And a healing takes place, not just in myself, but it's, it's 
that that love is strengthened in both my brother and myself because we're one. It's just simple math. One plus one always equals one in truth. <laughs> you know, seven billion plus one always equals one. I'm never alone. I'm never alone in my thinking, in my seeing, in my feelings. Um, I always have to take responsibility for my perceptions. And, and I like the word ownership better. You know, responsibility, my ego will conjure up some guilt connotations about that word, responsible. But when I, when I look at it as ownership, I have to own my perceptions in order to heal the picture that I'm seeing, whether it's in regard to a, a single brother or several, or even the world. I have to heal my perception. It always comes back to me, um, the one that makes the choice for God. And, you know, once the choice is made, you know, that's it. That's undone. You know, once I give something to God, God steps in and takes over. And I can rest in peace. I can rest in God knowing that I will be healed. And in my healing is my brother healed as well. And it's just a matter of fact. I don't have to believe it. I don't have to understand it. But I can see its effects when I do it in my own life, in this human experience. And I've learned to cherish this humanity that I call Lana. And I choose to heal the mental illness of an ego mentality that's not real whenever it shows uh, its ugly head. The instant I lose my peace, my goal is to return to peace. Not to, you know, and sometimes it can really feel justified, these feelings, uh, especially with anger. You know, we get ang- I get angry at someone and I, you know, my ego is telling me, no, that's just, you have a right to be angry. And I have to look past that, whether I'm right or wrong, whether my brother's right or wrong. In God's eyes, we're both innocent. Whether I understand it, whether I believe it, doesn't matter. We're all innocent. And um, so anyway, I guess I'm complete. Thank you for listening. Oh, thank you so much. You were so helpful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for all your shares. I am determined to see. Thanks, guys. Lana, thank you. You you need to post that. Beautiful day, Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. I love your use of ownership because it reminds me that my only ownership is to own the atonement for myself (laughs) that's the only thing that i really that's my only i want to use that word responsibility is the atonement i don't owe it to anybody else but myself to align with the truth of who i am and to see myself and everyone else innocent and know that god's will for me is is to be happy i'm complete Amen to that. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you, Sandra.
Good morning, Karen. Um, I uh, read this a few times before the call today. I read it last night before I went to sleep and again this morning. And what I thought was really powerful in the reading, which I didn't get the first two times I read it. I mean, I've read it like 10 times before on my own and in calls, but um, I love the idea that he was saying that things have to be purified. I don't have my book in front of me. I'm sorry. I wish I did. I wish I had even noted in my mind which paragraph it was that jumped out. But it said that I don't have to... um, I do have things that need to be purified. I do have falsehood in my mind, but it's not my job to figure out how to let it go, that the Holy Spirit will do that. And um, as I was doing the lessons this morning, I have no neutral thoughts. I see no neutral things. Uh, I'm not alone in experiencing the effects of my seeing. I'm not alone in experiencing the effects of my thoughts. And I want to see differently. I'm determined to see differently. came to me very clearly. I have a Christ mind. I have thoughts that I share with God. I have an alignment that's a choice for me that is the alignment to truth. And whether I amplify the thoughts of my ego, which is falsehood, based on fear, or I amplify my Christ mind, Either way, it goes out to the, it goes out to all my brothers. Either I'm amplifying the thoughts of fear, the world of fear, the world of insanity, or I'm amplifying Christ's mind. And so this morning when I was meditating, I mean not meditating, but doing Reverend Pam's call, um, I was aware of a lot of fear, sensations of fear. In fact, Just as the call was beginning when I called in and I was telling her I was about to read, um, I I was there and then she she did like five people before me before she acknowledged me. And I was like, it just hurt the child part of my heart. I felt this ancient wound and I knew it was falsehood. I knew it was insanity. Then I'm feeling, oh, I'm invisible. That was the thought. I'm invisible. (laughs) I was here first. (laughs) I was like, wow, isn't that stupid? Isn't that crazy? I will not uphold that thought. But there was an emotion that went with it that was so sad and painful. It really hurt. And I was like, that's not real. That's an illusion. Okay, that's an illusion. I don't have to hold on to that. But it made me feel so sad because it's still there, you know, after reading The Course in Miracles 10 times and after spending seven years with a, a master and then 25 more years with Amma peripherally, very peripherally, I still have all of these ancient things. And in the reading, in the text today, Jesus said, there are things that need to be undone. There are things that need to be But It'll be done by the Holy Spirit. We don't have to think about it. And that was my takeaway after the the lesson call was, I am determined to trust that the process is happening and my ego cannot surrender my ego. I can't be led on an ego alien journey by my ego. I mean, that's the whole point. 
I have to give my my um, my will and my trust to a power greater than myself, to the God in me. I was trying to think of what I could what I could say to my daughter to get her, you know, a little more straightened out. And it came to to um, you know came to believe there was a power greater than myself that could that could lead me out of insanity. Step three of the twelve steps, you know. And it's, it's still the most important thing. I have to accept the belief that God is really there. I don't have to do it. I can't do it anyway. We can't do it for ourselves. Only God can do it. I can take the little steps. I think there was a line a few days ago, maybe from last chapter, where it says the quantitative steps will create the qualitative change. You know, so the little steps I can take I can say to myself, um, let, I let my, uh, may I know my brother as myself. I can say that. When my judging mind comes up and, and starts criticizing and having a commentary about, you know, this person's too slow, uh, whatever, whatever insanity the ego mind has to say, in that moment I can stop it dead and say, I, let me know my brother as myself. Let me accept that my brother is myself. Let me uphold the Christ in this person. Let me not side with the ego mind and amplify fear thoughts and division. Anyway, if anyone knows that paragraph, <laughs> I'd love to hear it because I don't have my book on me, but I know we're rereading on Monday, and if we get to the sharing before I leave the house, I would reread it. But it was so beautiful, and I know that then there were seven more paragraphs after that which I did not yet process into it, you know, integrate yet. But thank you so much for letting me share complete. Oh, thank you, Karen. Thank you for sharing. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Karen. I'd like to jump in. Jump in here if I can. Um, those those evil thoughts and and wild ways. Uh, he talks about it later in chapter 25 in the Joining of Minds. But the paragraph you're referring to is paragraph 56, mm. and I'd like to witness to it um, if I can. It's um, he says it is impossible to share opposing thoughts. The Holy Spirit does not let you forsake your brothers. Can I believe that? Therefore, you can really share only the parts of your thoughts which are of him and which he also keeps for you, and of such is the kingdom of heaven. All the rest remains with you until he has reinterpreted them in the light of the kingdom, making them too worthy of being shared. And when they have been sufficiently purified, he lets you give them away. The will to share them is their purification. The will to share them. Um, and as, as I'm going to also add what you touched on about quantitative and qualitative. Um, that was when he talked about the Holy Spirit, the mind of the atonement. And he talked about it being universal. This universal inspiration is for all 
that the atonement is um, the one single concept in this world that can be truly shared because it's the one single thing that's true that the Son of God is the capital self we share um, and, and he talks about in that same section this mind of the atonement that um, things begin to shift and as I make more and more quantitative changes in my thinking aligning more and more with the truth as offered me by the Holy Spirit I will experience a qualitative shift in my experience of life that's a promise and um, and that is not worthy um, of, of fear at all that promise is a guarantee it's only my mind um, you know or I could say the collective dream that we share um, that has this idea or belief in space-time you know um, we say heaven is here heaven is now there is no other time there is no other place um, but still there's this thing that says are we in heaven now you know as if there is another place or another time that's how deeply uh, affected we are by the notion of time um, but what he wants me to know then we talk about you know the only thing that's ever real is now and now is eternal um, but still my lived experience of life doesn't seem to have made that qualitative shift that he's talking about well that's why we're doing what we're doing and this section therapy and teaching the will to share them is their purification you cannot forsake your brother your hands are strong to hold share and give it this section is telling me that if I want to experience more of this qualitative shift that he's talking about I'm going to need to learn something about share and truth uh, the Holy Spirit is the mind of the atonement if I want to see I have to see through the Holy Spirit if I want to uh, share who I am I need to share it through the Holy Spirit if I want to be who I am I need to be it with the help of Holy Spirit um, the, the idea that I can ever be alone in anything separated in space or by time from the holiness that we all share is an idea that uh, as I learn to share truth more and more and more with my brothers share the mind of the atonement and I'm not talking about broadcasting you know with a loudspeaker I'm talking about living my truth Sandra says living my happiness you know it's the privilege of the forgiven to forgive uh, being miracle minded the more I learn to share like that to be the truth that I experience on the inside um, the more I will see and experience what he calls the real world 
and the holiness that I share with all of creation. Joining or sharing or recognizing the holiness of a brother is, is, is my fast track, okay? It's the fast track. <clears throat> That's why uh, God's miracle workers are here to save time. Uh, what might have taken a thousand years for me to realize my union with the one mind is speeded up exponentially. I said expeded. No, is speeded up exponentially by sharing holiness with my brothers, sharing truth with my brothers. And I will eventually, um, and I'm here to say, I will learn. I, I will learn and be able to maintain the awareness that there's only one of us here, that there's absolutely nothing in the universe to be afraid of, um, that, that only holiness is true and it's the only thing that can be truly shared, that, that we have, wherever I go, I have a relationship with that situation or person or thing and that relationship was ordained to be eternally holy. That's the nature of truth. And the more I live that experience, the more my mind uh, slides into um, this broadcasting that he talks about in today's lesson. You know, that, that you know, you've experienced it, I'm sure, being in a room um, with a number of people. Um, be at a wedding or a reception or some such thing. You're there with a number of people. And the more you hold the light, the more I hold the light in that situation, it seems like the mood of the room changes, you know. Um, that's the way he wants us to receive the Holy Spirit and share it. You know, when I hold the truth in my mind, that truth does stuff, not because of me, but because of truth. You know, he says the miracle extends with, with, without you doing anything whatsoever, but you are needed that it can begin. And that's what he's asking us to do, to hold that miracle awareness, the miracle of creation, the miracle of unity, to hold that in my mind in such a way that it lights my awareness and broadcasts the radiance of holiness. That's nothing we do ourselves. It's uh, what the Holy Spirit does through us. And this lesson, um, gosh, this lesson is telling me, this lesson 53, no, 54, that um, my mind is a broadcasting station. It is. It, it just truly is. I don't think, I think I might be alone, but I'm not. Son of God is alone in nothing. And the more I entertain these thoughts, I think, with God, the more I'm going to experience um, that awareness in my surrounding environment. You know, he says, there are no neutral thoughts, no neutral things. I'm not alone experiencing the effects of my seeing or my thoughts. We're not called to change the world. When we change our mind about the world, the world changes in return. You know, it's a mirror. 
it's a mirror. It's all a mirror. I can picture all the thoughts I hold about myself. I think I'm going to stop there. Um, teaching, teaching, teaching is nothing more than being true to who I am and uh, being happy. <laughs> you know, uh, Sandra, you're so right about that. And um, and that's really all we're asked to do. So I'm complete. Oh, thank you, Laurie. That was great. Thank you. Bless you, Laurie. Thank you. Beautiful. Oh, thank you, Laurie. As you were speaking, Laurie, I just want to say one little quick thing is that if I'm having fun, I cannot be frightened. <laughs> Unless, of course, I'm on a roller coaster ride, which some people, you know, get off on that fear that it's a lot of fun for them. But for me, if I'm, ha- you know, and, it, and the responsibility is what do I need to do to, to, to have fun? What is it that I really want that will make me feel like I'm having fun? And sometimes those things are really simple. It's just taking a walk out in the sunshine in the woods. So it's, there's lots of options to have fun. And if I'm having fun, I'm not in fear. I'm complete. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. Thank you, Sandra. Thanks, Sandra. Good morning, beloved. Uh, The lessons that really stuck to me today was I have no neutral thoughts um, in the idea that my interest gives influence over any thought I give my attention to. And in my interest, it takes those thoughts and gives them activity influence by my interest in them. And as I send my attention to the Holy Spirit and his thoughts, in my interest to know God's peace and God's love, what we share together as one, then that becomes my influence in my life. If I'm influenced by my surroundings and all those things that are going on around me, then I become, they become real and have influence over my behavior and my attitude. But if God's love and God's light really teaches me, as our dear friend says, how do I have fun with these friends who are here with me who have seemed forgotten that we share the same love? What is it that I can do to lighten and brighten and be with them in a way to bring him into their heart that all is okay. Within my heart, I share God's love with them. I share God's light. Before it was, what could I do to make things better? Now it's, what can I, through Christ, through the love of God, shared with my brothers and sisters, be a a shared blessing in this present moment of influence that seems to distract us from God's love and God's peace. It's a totally different phrase for me because before it was left to my ingenuity, but now it's something greater 
more wonderful, beyond I have to step out of the box of me, myself, and I. And now I go into the shared collective of God's love in which we all move and have our being in. But for me to declare that, I must declare it for all so that I know it for all. And how, and as my friend says, how do I have fun? How do I enjoy? You know, when I learn the rules of life, which the Course of Miracles teaches me so beautifully, and I apply these rules, life becomes a lot more fun. Life becomes a lot more delightful to interact with. Because I don't take so seriously that which has no influence over the truth. You know, I realize our interest in what we give our attention to becomes our, our that which dominates us. So going inside and getting God as our main influence, the Holy Spirit as our main influence, is our invitation to our freedom. And that's what I believe his lessons are leading us to, an invitation to our freedom from living in a box otherwise. Thank you. I'm complete. That was beautiful. Beautiful, Charles. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you. Thanks so much, Charles. That was lovely. Hi everyone, this is RJ. I've lost I've lost most of my voice, but that's okay. It's just part of what the body does. Um, I'm really enjoying paying attention to everyone's shares and these um, five lessons and to review them. Good stuff. Amen. <clears throat> Thanks, RJ. Well, thank you, RJ. Glad you're here. Oh, thank you, RJ. Thank you, RJ. Happy you're here. Yeah, be well, brother. Hi guys, it's Jude. I um just wanna pull something from the text. Um you know, understanding that I can't think alone. If I'm thinking personal thoughts, I'm I'm not thinking essentially I'm having past or future thoughts and or idle thoughts or self image self-concept absorbed thinking which is you know all personal it can't be shared I mean the 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 distinction between egoic thinking and thinking with the mind of God which 
really doesn't involve much thinking at all. It just involves loving, being, beingness, being present in awareness, simply looking through the eyes of vision, through the forgiving eyes of Christ without any judgment and um, listening without any judgment, um, just attending to and, 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 and coming from a place of stillness and quietness and calmness and welcoming and um, the difference between the two that I can't see or hear alone and um, that the Holy Spirit will, will purify what I think I see and what I think I hear all my distortions, Judy distortions, Judy's interpretations, Judy's judgments. But um, in the in the text, I just I love to bring out what he talks about um, guilt. How he talks about guilt and neurotic guilt feelings are a device of the ego for quote unquote untoning without sharing and for asking pardon without change. Um, that's significant to me in understanding and in how I, in accepting the atonement for myself, can only know it's mine by giving it and sharing it. And that's why I can't atone for myself alone. I can't just think I've got it. I can't just think I know it. Um, it's not about thinking about it. It's about um, practicing it through using my awareness of what Christ's vision, what's seeing through the eyes of forgiveness, seeing through the eyes of love and patience and tenderness mean, and what listening, um, listening without judgment, and then not to make errors real, um, to see my brother as sinless, not to want not to wanna see my brother just as a body and, and judge what he's saying or doing you know, that that's not what matters. What matters is that I see him through the eyes of love and acceptance and welcoming and and open-hearted listening and attending to what, um, what any situation or circumstance might um, call for. What kind of call is it for to share in, in the joy and the love of the knowledge of who we are in truth or or is, it, is, is there something um, that the, the Holy Spirit or Christ, the Christ mind might need to attend to, of which I know nothing, of which Jude will not bring her past experience or her past um, judgment to, to the situation, that I've invited my guest, my capital guest, I've invited my guide, and I'll let him speak through me, and um, I think this has become more, more and more obvious to me that um, Judah herself can do nothing, um, that I can't cancel out all the errors that I've made in the past, and if I'm seeing errors in others, then um, that I would only interpret them it's knowing them through my own past errors, and, and that's no place to re- relate from. So um, if they cannot, in, in paragraph 50 where it speaks of, I cannot cancel out my own past errors alone, and they will not disappear from my mind without the remedy and the atonement being the remedy 
is was not of my making any more than I am of my own making. <laughs> All my ideas about what I've made of myself are the errors of um, my mistaken self-appraisal. I think of myself as a body, and I think I know what I think, and I'm not even the thinker of my own thoughts that the ego would tell me that I am the thinker of these thoughts and my thoughts are who I think I am. It's it's like really just a cluster, you know, of of accumulated past thoughts that are meaningless and can't be shared. So um, the ego is no longer telling me that I am what I think and the ego is no longer telling me what to think or how to think, and the ego is its no longer in charge of my thinking, that I am the knower and um, the awareness, the need for correction of my thoughts and my mind. And um, if any thought troubles me, um, it, I needn't be troubled by it. <laughs> I can't be limited to the self the ego seems to see or think I am. And that every loving could, only could you read could you read paragraph fifty? Do you want me to read it for you? Could you? I, I think that was the one. Yeah, it's um you cannot cancel out your own past errors alone. They will not disappear from your mind without the remedy. The remedy is not of your own making any more than you are. <laughs> the atonement cannot be understood except it's a pure act of sharing. That is what meant is meant when we said it is possible even in this world to listen to one voice. If you are a part of God and the capital sonship is one, you cannot be limited to the quote self, unquote, the ego sees. Every loving thought held in any part of the sonship belongs to every part. I just love that. It is shared because it is loving. Sharing is God's way of creating and also ours. Your ego can keep you in exile from the kingdom, but in the kingdom itself it has no power. And I just love what you shared earlier, Karen, about the egos. The ego is continually preoccupied with saving itself from itself it's it's never going to end its story (laughs) so i was really happy to hear you share that today um just to be the witness um uh, there's a line somewhere in the text that speaks of i will witness for you to the extent that you will allow me to and this is really a a process of jude allowing and letting christ to see sharing, cooperating, um, and looking through his eyes, which I can do. I've practiced it enough to know Christ be with me. Here I am. I know you be still, and I know you are here with me. Here I am, and here you are, and we are one together. Here I am, Lord. See through me and and be with me and in me and um, speak to me. But that bringing stillness and quietness to the the presence of being aware of being in the here and now is how that happens. It only happens in the here and now 
I can only be lovingly aware of the be still and know I am here. It's here and now in me. <laughs> so enough of me, but um, I'm so happy to be here. And, and thanks for the open space of love that we joined together in today. Thank you. Have a joyful day. Thank you, Judy, for sharing that and for rereading that paragraph. That was the one I was the low line about, you know, we can't do it ourselves. Thank you. I'm complete. Amen. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks, Judy, for your wisdom, and thank you, Karen. think um, a number you know these ideas are shared Um, it's been very powerful for me today that God and the Holy Spirit and that we all are ideas and that we can all share ourselves wholly and completely and it only um, is there's only gain and increase by that and also to that attack thoughts and guilt thoughts are absolutely meaningless. They're absolutely meaningless in the thought system of God because it is one. And there's no guilt because there's no judgment because there is no there is no ta- attack. It's the one mind cannot attack itself. Only something that's separate can attack something else, something other than itself. And there is no other than in oneness, in oneness, there is no other. Amen. I'm complete. Yeah, thank you, Judy. I think it's there's one of the sentences that's completely highlighted. It is impossible to share opposing thoughts. I think what is presented there is only the idea of conflict. And uh, conflict is rather more the opposite of sharing and therefore can't really be shared. Um, people, People can quote unquote join in conflict, but it's not uh, in any way, I don't think you can equate that in any way with real sharing. <clears throat> well, I, I, I don't know, but uh, <laughs> I'll do it here. I, I think to close this call with, uh, well, first to my my mistake in the first paragraph where I knew I knew that last sentence in the online edition is is missing its heart really so um, I think first to uh, start with this thing about understanding and perception uh, in the middle of 44 that you know the text says that um, 
they shouldn't be too concerned with understanding because it actually, you know, true understanding actually comes from knowledge. But here it speaks of, uh, you know, what the, uh, you know, what one thing that goes on here is the is the attempt to understand what is being said, um, and that that is here is, explains how it's useful. It says understanding is beyond perception because it introduces meaning. It is, however, below knowledge, even though it can grow towards it. It is possible with great effort to understand someone else to some extent and to be quite helpful to him, but the effort is misdirected. The misdirection is quite apparent. It is directed away from you. And I think this is the uh, <clears throat> difficulty in understanding anything when we misunderstand ourselves. Um, and, you know, in some version of the authority problem. Um, and I think that, you know, part of the, what would flow out of the authority problem is not understanding that we're that we are like like this reading says ideas in the mind of God and therefore whole and we in, in seeking you know this is a difference between seeking correction and seeking to change ourselves right that the if the problem is changing ourselves like you said, Judy, you know, the ego can get us to just chase our tail <clears throat> and really more and more just convince ourselves that we're effects and not cause. Um, so there's, there's that. I mean, I think, you know, the misdirection is directing all the effort away from ourselves and uh, you know, understanding <clears throat> ourselves first, and then I think there was a paragraph that only got read once, and so I want to read it again. And uh, so this is fifty-two where Jesus says, I heard one voice because I had learned that learning is attained by teaching. I understood that I could not atone for myself alone. And um, <laughs> I think I want to stop here because there's, and just reinforce this, that it says, quite clearly that in I think the previous paragraph yes the atonement cannot be understood except as a pure act of sharing and I I think this goes with the idea that the atonement is uh, 
is accomplished by individual within each quote unquote individual as the individual act but it's it is not it is a restore it's more of just simply a restoral of the original state and so it cannot be done alone and it is a pure act of sharing so I'll read 52 I heard one voice because I had learned that learning is attained by teaching I understood that I could not atone for myself alone listening to one voice means the will to share the voice in order to hear it yourself the mind that was in me is still irresistibly drawn to every mind created by God because God's wholeness is the wholeness of his son and uh, yeah I want to quail a little bit but I'll go ahead and then just read 58 again as conclusion how can you are excuse me how can you who are so holy suffer all your past except its beauty is gone and nothing is left except a blessing you can indeed depart in peace because I have loved you as I loved myself you go with my blessing and for my blessing hold it and share it that it may always be ours I place the peace of God in your heart and in your hands to hold and share the heart is pure to hold it and the hands are strong to give it we cannot lose my judgment is as strong as the wisdom of God in whose heart and hands we have our being his quiet children are his blessed sons the thoughts of God are with you and I just want to say I think there is at least for me there is something that is clear about going beyond belief to faith that is accomplished in teaching and uh, and then the learning the learning is deepened and then was means and end are one and cause and effect are one teaching and learning are one and, and as long as we're in a at least a somewhat uncertain state then teaching and learning are called for and I'm complete there and I uh, want the recording but not to call so I thank everyone thank you, for being here thank you Laurie thank you the morning I just love so much when you go back to the text, especially after all the sharing, and take us back through some meaningful things. For instance, that understanding, um, 
understanding directed away from you can't lead you to, to knowledge because we're joined. So it undoes the intention. Thank you so much for taking us back into those topics and complete. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Marvelous point. All right, I'm going to reach for the button here. And so I'll end the recording, but not the call. And blessed be.